It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock in iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another exciting episode of the Upix Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win. And as always, 95% of the time, I am joined by Thank Me Later. How we doing? <laughs> Good. What? Who am I, one of those steroid freaks from baseball? I got an asterisk behind my name now. <laughs> no. I, I couldn't think of any other names. I literally spaced. I was like, man, I got a, uh, Ricky Martin. Is that one of them? Ricky Martin is a gay Latino singer. He probably has an asterisk by his name, too, though. Let's be honest. Barry Bonds has an asterisk by his name, Barry which is a shame. Barry Bonds. That. It was between him and Mantelo. I wasn't sure which was which. You mean Barry Manilow or Mickey Mantle? Or Barry Bonds. I don't know. What? You're horrible with sports. Yeah. Horrible with sports. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's why I stick to real estate. <laughs> and I just and I just realized that uh so you're just joining us now. Uh we did have a special edition episode with uh LG Doucette from the First Mint who talks about NBA Top Shot. Real great um great discussion about NBA Top Shot. I did call it episode forty three, but five hundred dollar Tiffany's tie pins was episode forty three, so the special edition's forty four and welcome to episode forty five and that's Oh, no, you reason- called it forty four. Oh, okay. Yeah, you did. I I got so much stuff going on, I have no idea. So welcome to episode forty five and I'm still too stupid to win. So life is yeah. life is good. Your top shots account would say otherwise. Um yeah. Um Mixplex has a lot of comments too, on that. Now you're too big to fail. Yeah, I just need uh Upland to take off like top shot and done. We're we're buying <laughs> islands amen, and states brother, and amen. I, I did LeBron James come buy some houses. I'm pulling it off the market. Damn you, LG. I'm pulling it off the market. Dude, no way. Dude, six no, sixty-five dude, for a common card? Come on, you ain't gonna miss that card. I would leave it on. Ain't nobody buying it for sixty-five. If somebody buys that stupid card for sixty-five thousand dollars, then you win. Like, you win. Yeah, I mean, there's only a thousand, so it's a rarity from a collector standpoint. It's also no, a first. But think moment. about this. There's a, there's a Mac. Okay, we actually have a collectibles expert here, Dizzy. Dizzy, I I, don't, I consider him a collectible expert because I've seen the room that he takes his calls in, and it's full of collectibles. Dizzy was selling Top Shot cards for a dollar that are now worth two hundred dollars. No, no, no. I know that, but what I'm saying is, like, I feel like there is a upper limit. Because there's only a finite amount of people who are going to spend, say, $50,000 plus on a single collectible item. Like, Dizzy, in the collectibles world, would you say, like, how common is an item that's worth more than $50,000? It's progressively gotten more and more and more, but, it, you know, being in this industry for, you know, or the hobby, I should say, for 30 to 40 years now, uh, it's feeling bubble-like, but there is limited supply out there, and there's a ton, a ton of demand. 
you got the pandemic that's kind of boosted a lot of that. You got the cheap U.S. dollars. A lot of things that kind of go into it. But I think ultimately, I think especially with Top Shot, there's going to be probably a limited, in my opinion, a limited set of people um, that would be, you know, forking over those, you know, 20, 25, 50K for some of those cards. Yes. So a collectible that's currently worth 50,000. So let's say, like, if you were able to sell it today for 50 or 60,000, or in the future, you kind of have two outcomes. Maybe the bubble bursts and it's now it's only worth 20,000. Or we'll take the difference and say, what's the likelihood instead of, you know, it going up and doubling and being worth 100,000? I just don't see it being worth 100,000 anytime soon and by the time it's worth a hundred thousand there's going to be so many other collectibles in that kind of same genre that if i'm a collector i go well do i want to spend a hundred thousand dollars on this no-name dunk sure it's the first of the whatever or hey they're releasing championship cards and all this really cool stuff like so wait the guy of number ones is now dismissing the first moment ever it's not the first moment ever you don't have lebron mint one True. Like let's like you have LeBron Mint one hundred something. Like I go, it's worth a lot right now. But when they release the Fresno of of Top Shot, and everyone's like, oh well, wait, I can just go buy a shit ton of these other ones, and I'll have a massive collection with all my superstar fans with lots of cool stuff. Like I, I don't know, man. But look. They, they just sold CryptoPunk 6965 six days ago, and it's called Ape Fedora, and it looks like it just came off of your Atari system for $1.5 million. True. It, That's like, true. You're playing your Atari, not not the 4800. We're talking Atari 2600, you know, so it's like Pong-type yeah. graphics. Okay, that's a valid. Okay, except that there was only what ten thousand CryptoPunks ever made. But there's only thousand of this LeBron dunk ever made. One. What's the first series though? How many first series are there? Like, and it's a common. It's not a cosmic. Like, I don't know, man. I go, yeah, the CryptoPunks, but they're also. Again, keep in mind who the audience for that is, is crypto people who just made stupid money off of Bitcoin and Ethereum. They're all like just jerking off into their pools of money at this point. So, of course, they're paying stupid money for stupid things. Like, what else do they have to do? Like, I don't know, man. Hookers, I don't wanna, blow, I'll Vegas, feel, I'll feel bad islands. You, do what? Said, yeah. Hookers, blow, <laughs> Vegas, islands. There's a lot to do with money instead of buying Atari graphic style crypto punks. No, not for nerds like that. They're just like, cool. I want that. Like, whatever. No, they're not. It's, it's a part of the history, right? So if you're a big crypto person, like, you feel a sense of loyalty to the crypto universe that has now made you extremely wealthy. You want a piece of literally that history. That's what CryptoPunk represents, is owning a piece of NFT in crypto history. So I go, eh, I think it's stupid. I think you're stupid if you spend that kind of money on it, but whatever. Yeah, I'm going to pull my LeBron James, and hopefully it's going to... All right, all right. Cool. Well, I, I, I still... mean, you're, you're already making... Again, what are you, what you're saying, you're playing with house money already? Absolutely. So, I mean, you're already playing with house money, so you can't lose. Like, it'll never go down to zero 
probably won't ever go down to zero dollars. <laughs> I mean, technically, you know, Dapper Labs could, everyone could just quit because they just made buku dollars. <laughs> like, yeah, we're all going to retire and not develop this platform anymore. And then you could be out all of that money. But again, it's house money. So, well, I mean, it's literally house money. You could buy a freaking house with how much money you have, but that's a different story. And that's something that they don't tell you and they haven't released is the percentage that the MBA gets off of each sale. So Dapper Labs takes five cent, uh, five cents, five percent per sale. The MBA also gets a portion of that. We don't know if it's they get four dollars, three dollars, two dollars, one dollar off of it, but they have some sort of negotiation and it's not all going to Dapper Labs and knowing the MBA in their marketing and or any major sports, I, I don't even know if it's fifty fifty in favor of Dapper Labs. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was sixty forty MBA just to get, you know, MBA on board because you're operating crypto kitties, you got some you developed the flow blockchain and then you got the NBA saying, Hey, we want to work with you and you yeah. can make millions. I, I don't know. Or maybe but you bring up, but you bring up a valid point too, of, I wonder what that contract is. Like what's the length of that contract? What are the terms of that contract? Uh, and I know we, we're now extending our top <laughs> episode into the actual episode um, because it is, I mean, I think it's an important kind of look at, um, you know, Upland's future, like if we become big, like, I mean, we're already kind of seeing it, you know, resource constraints and things like that. I go, if you're, and, and luckily for Upland, it's not, it doesn't have any outside stakeholders, um, like brands like NBA that are looking at, well, what's, if this fails, what's the damage to our brand, right? So right. if they don't get their packs together and it is a frustrating experience and fans can't get the pieces that they want and it looks like it's just a cash grab, like the NBA, if the NBA goes, well, we're just going to go, we got somebody else who's got it all stood up. The dudes over at Wax are like, look at us. We can, we, we had these problems, but we fixed it all. And now we launched Street Fighter. So come come launch it on wax like and i go oh okay and we'll give you a better deal because whatever we're cheap labor because wax has so much successful launches (laughs) but i mean i mean like even even the street fighter they flooded the they flooded the website and they couldn't get on you know luckily it was an unlimited sale for street fighter because for the first half hour it was just straight up garbage yeah. No, no, no. I, again, I was, I was more just whatever for, for wax. But, uh, I mean, again, I go, I feel like there's a lot of volatility there. Like, and I, I, I'm excited about it because I hope that this is like the tipping point. We've heard so many stories the past, you know, couple weeks of like people who had no idea about NFTs or crypto now, like coming to the space. Who's, whose dad called them? Like, was it Mars? That wasn't you. My well, dad's dead, Mark. thanks. My dad's been dead for 11 years, thanks. Oh, awkward. <laughs> well, I, I mean, that would have been a hell of a launch if it woke him from the dead, let's be honest. Absolutely. Bro, you, okay. son, you in on this? Dad, you've been dead 11 years, and you know him about Top Shot. Wow. He's like, bro, don't take down that LeBron. Leave it. <laughs> so I, I did want to update. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Dad. Miss you every day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, some out for for your dad right now. 
So I did talk about Whale Vault. They are number one in uh, NBA Top Shot with a value of $38,255,838. million? Yes. And Whale Vault 2 is $19,754,949. So That's crazy. Yes. These guys, they're, yeah, it, it it's amazing. So anyway, everything that we told you in the special episode we were talking about, well, we're going to talk about it now. Yeah. Because it just ran way too long, but definitely appreciated LG coming on. Uh, He's passionate about the NBA and Top Shot and has great insight. And he has been talking to the top players. He's talked to Alex O. He's talked to, I still can't remember the Indian guy's name. Kyle Loren. Kyle Loren. There you go. Thanks. Yeah. Nerdy Star stuff. Wars. Not nerdy anything stuff. related to sports. Right. So I don't know nerdy stuff. I know sports. You know nerdy stuff. I don't. Yeah. Perfect team. Yeah. We got it all covered, man. We do. We do. So let's see here. We will get right in. We got some, we got some numbers. What's up? Oh, did we do, did you do disclaimer? Did you do anything? Oh, I have not. Man. And I, I missed it in the last one too, because LG was in high demand. If you can't imagine with how, how hot hot shots been. So yes, disclaimer. The views, information, and opinions expressed on the Upex podcast are those solely of myself, Thank Be Later, T. Davis, B. Dak, and any guests of the podcast, and do not necessarily represent those of Upland Me, Inc. We are not employed by or provided insider information. All discussions about properties to buy and sell are not financial advice. Please do your own research first. And uh, this is... Holy pe- crap, that got long. It, it did get long because more and more... Uh, we don't want to hold ourselves liable. This is I don't be want a lawsuit. Like one of those, like, you know, uh, prescription commercials. I mean, like, side effects may include death. Listening to this podcast, side effects include itchy balls and death. I, I like the one that had compulsive gambling for restless leg syndrome. That was a great side effect there. You might have <laughs> compulsive gambling. I'm like, great. Compulsive? Yeah. <laughs> nice. But my legs stopped shaking. So. <laughs> I've lost my house. And everything, my wife left me, my kids left me, but my legs stopped shaking, so I'm good. Yeah. Thanks, Shake Tella. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, a lot of people already know what Upland is, and I did want to play that clip with LG if he promoted that on his website. So, yeah, I, I missed out on that, but totally missed. Big whiff. Big whiff. That would have been great, but we dropped, we named dropped up land enough in that interview. So that will be good. So no, LG's pretty cool guy and uh, definitely love talking with him. So, but we do have numbers, 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 numbers. Mix has been on this, this call for like an hour and a half, just waiting for you to get to the numbers. Mix does a good job. Dailyupandlander.com does a great job with providing us the weekly numbers, but we're not going there first. We are. Why not? What, what, there's something more important than Mix's handcrafted numbers? No, there's nothing more important. We always start with the DAP radar. Oh. oh. Those numbers. Those numbers. Show me that. Show me the crappy app. I want to. I, I enjoy seeing the crappy app that's at the top that's being advertised. Sport X. 
Oh my God! They've lost. <laughs> they've lost five of their eighty-two members. They're down four percent. However, they're still doing three hundred dollars, three hundred and seventy-seven thousand dollars in volume. Gambling's a real addiction, my friend. Well, at least they don't have restless leg syndrome anymore. That is true. <laughs> or, or maybe they do. Oh, or maybe they boy. do. Twenty-four hours. Look at that upland number one. Ten thousand. Number one. Almost 11,000. Look at Alien Worlds, man. Creepy little bastard. That, uh, the TLM, which I appreciate because it's very close to TML, is uh, now listed in a bunch of places. Super cool. Absolutely. And I I knew you would get a kick out of that. Over the seven-day average, or seven-day user volume, um, Upland is number one. Look at that, 25,000. Seven-day, 25.69... Yeah, yeah. Get look it. at that. Show me, show me that beautiful bean footage. What's that thirty day look like? Thirty day Galaxy Blocks still killing it. But, Galaxy Blocks. But look, we cracked thirty thousand. Well, before March. Oh my March. god, thirty thousand. Do you realize that's a fifty percent increase just from like two or three weeks ago? Yeah, that's insane. And that, that has a lot to do with what we'll discuss on this episode. And oh, my God. That it, actually, it, that kind of blows my mind. And remember, this is just interactions with the Upland wallet, with your wallet on the EOS chain. And there's more daily users that aren't interacting with the wallet that will record on it. So Upland team has even higher stats than this. Yeah, I can't imagine over 30 days. I would imagine that you're you're looking at a 90%, 99% usage. Like if you're an active user, you do some sort of chain-triggered interaction over 30 days. Your individual daily user might not be accurate based on that because I definitely have like just like logged in and floated around. But I think overall, yeah. Wow. So... Numbers for the week. Beautiful. Holy crap. Provided by DailyUplander.com. We have three new executives. Sanyika. San, Sanyaka. I don't know. What do you think there, TML? You're just as bad at this as me. No, it's Sanyika. Sanyika. I know that. Come on. Okay, good for you. Sanyika. No, I, I would say, I think when I saw it, I said Sanyika. I, I imagine her, I imagine them as a, as a hot Asian. It's a guy. Oh, shit. Well, that's awkward. Very. Think he'll tuck it back? <laughs> All right, moving on. So, uh, <laughs> by car Daniel made it, jumped two grand uh, to 10,000. So, uh, Bacardi, Bacardino. By Cardano. That's the way I'm saying it. Oh, by the way, Sanyika, 27.4 million upx. And that was just in. Uh, good story about that. We'll get to that later. And uh, Kaiser 12. Woo woo. Kaiser. What up? Came up to the executive level. We have 29 new directors. So 29 new directors. That's something that we haven't asked of is like, what is the new directors per week? So that is interesting there. Um, we do have now in Upland, we have. 465 directors and 66 executives. Yeah. So, I mean, that means 465 people 
have over a thousand dollars in net worth, just basic net worth. And I mean, obviously that's the bare minimum. Most will have significantly more. Are we going to go through this? There's 29 people. Oof. That that's we're 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 getting up there. I mean, and, we're gonna have to like cut it off to like only only. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So twenty nine new directors. Congratulations. Are there any funny names? Can we look at for? Can we look for? Denaire? No. Fabs. What up? Fab blocks. Oh my god! LOL. What? You token teeth. Long Siri, Joey Joe, Dems, Mado, Go Haters, Spence, Smidjo, 80, Skizzyfro, Sidoof, Willisker, Whiskers, Mobius, 29er, Rotten Knot, Chansey, Saladin, Upland, Terra, ZZ, Burnimer, Pick, Turtle, 69, woo woo, Boogie, Victor, Molester, 808, Skip, 720, Santa Claus, Holy One, GoPro. Santa Claus, the Holy One, or is that two different people? Santa Claus, and then Holy One are two different people. Gotcha. Um, I like PC Turtle 69. That's my favorite one. I didn't know Turtles could 69, but. Yeah. To uh, crack the top 100 in net worth, you need 6.6 million UPEX. That's up 300,000 from last week. That's that's impressive. It is. Overall properties. We have no new players with a hundred plus properties. That's a rarity. That's, interesting. that's that's surprising. Wait, is that anywhere in Upland? Then, yeah, that's that's yeah. anywhere in Upland. But you know, look at um, did Fresno sell out besides the lock properties? Shut the front door. Fresno did not sell out. It's pretty close, my friend. That's insanity. What? It's pretty close. Um, But Clovis, Clovis went ham too. Oh, yeah. Clovis. Did you get in on that? No, I have zero Clovis. Bro, I've been on Top Shot like nonstop. It's been an addiction. You know, I mean, it's understandable. I mean, someone, I mean, that's paying you, you know, six figures to to be interested. I, I get it. Yeah, there's still 1,200 uh, Fresno properties, and there's, there's only 1,200 Fresno properties left. Yeah, and there's only Dizzy. What are you doing? Go <laughs> go clean that up, will you? <laughs> there's only 121 Clovis properties left. Only 120. There's you're that's a joke. No, straight up 100. I'm going to Upex.World, and it tells me there's 121 Clovis properties that are available for minting. What price? What? Like what's left? 121 properties. That's nothing. That's a TM I, uh, drinking or dizzy drinking speed or an Eric P. Martin. I mean, dude, I'm I'm about to hop on a train. How much can, can you do a quick like? What's the like? What's the cheap? I just want to go buy them. Are they FSA? Um, no idea. I just okay. I'll I might let's let's sell out Clovis tonight. Let's go do that, boys. <laughs> 121 properties sell out. 121 properties? Yeah. I I fell asleep on my phone and bought more than that. And there's 765 that are locked, so. Jeez, old Pete's. Well, now we know why Brooklyn's coming this weekend. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that uh, pretty shortly here. 
Um, I think it should be like Top Shot. You have to get into queue. <laughs> You're one of <laughs> 500,000 to buy a property in Clovis. <laughs> there's there's 121 properties. Uh, take a number. Take a number. Oh, boy. Archimist moved up uh, 54 spots in number 28 at 633. Get it, Archimist. Yeah, these numbers just, and we kind of expected this. Ooh, Brady Central, new to the list at number 69, 346 properties. Congratulations there, Brady. Why are you Brady Central? Because he's central to all things Brady, obviously. 1337, a.k.a. Elite. Love that name. 277, new to the list. Where's Landon? Where's Landon? Do we need to get an Amber Alert out, missing child? Wow. Don't give me another reason to ignore my phone. <laughs> T65. <laughs> uh. T600. I think that's a Terminator reference. It's been and, a while uh, since I watched it. You token dealer. That's a, what a great name. So get some, just some fantastic names. Yes. So to crack the top 100 of total properties owned, you need 268. Yeah. And again, I think we'll see that. Well, I don't know. (laughs) I think the individual amount of property ownership will start to go down. I think we're going to see a lot more players coming in, buying their pieces of the, of the dream and with property development and things like that coming out, I, I kind of expect to see, um, that to expand. Jeez, old Pete's by Cardano. He, he jumped oh, up in there buying up Clovis. Just, somebody said Cardano is a cryptocurrency. Is that a Cardano the crypto? I don't know. Yeah, but by Cardano, uh, number four overall in up squares, one hundred and ninety-six thousand eight hundred ninety-one, wow. and. Eliquay, 72, number 12 at 151,427. Wow. So, Man, mo- that's pretty impressive. So the upsquare, I mean, I think that that's smart plays, though. Like, um, I would go, if I was new to the game, I would definitely focus on upsquare ownership versus pr- number of property ownership. Like, if especially if you look at the model for development, like now that you can have multiple items on a single parcel um, and the way that Spark's going to work, like I would focus on having a, a fewer but larger properties personally. Yeah. Ooh, look at this. We got graphs now. What? Somebody took an Excel course over the weekend. Look at you. So Fiat property sales data. We're down. We're down hard. We haven't seen numbers this low since uh, the week of January 21st. Only 107 property uh, fiat property sales this week. Well, do we have the the volume, like the value, though? Uh, I don't know. We're scrolling I'm down. Okay. I'm okay if it's like, because uh, I go, okay, so we didn't sell as many, but what's the volume? And was that uh, was that jump uh, during the um, the promo week from Stirs? No, we had a lot of we had a lot of good weeks uh, going on there. You know, you had 195, 100, uh, 195, I think was the stirs week. One hundred fifty seven, one hundred forty four, but uh, and then we're down to one hundred seven. So, 
all you fear mongers that played on the fear that the economy was going to crash and upland and cats and dogs were going to live together. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But uh, we are seeing an expansion of that. Speaking on fiat, we will be seeing an expansion of the fiat features um, upcoming, which is cool. Yeah. Player to player Upex sales um, up this week. Uh, We were up last week. We were very excited that there were 15,129 last week. And this week we had 17,227. And it might be a reason why they're changing the way FSA properties are sold. Yeah, that's a direct correlation. Those two events, that massive spike. Because is that uh, was last February 18th, Clovis? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when you see the numbers essentially triple overnight from properties being sold, that's all that Clovis coming. And minted properties, uh, 25,740 properties minted this week. And that is just down from the 40, I mean, 34,000. 549 properties the week before which was definitely a spike up from the other trends but you have clovis selling out more people and you have an up spike in users and so i mean i'm expecting that to go kind of crazy with uh, the brooklyn expansion then yeah brooklyn is a huge area and i know that's stealing t davis's thunder because he's our new york guy but it's definitely big new release um that we're definitely going to talk about oh yeah i mean but we won't go into nearly the detail like if you if you want to know the ins and outs you gotta you gotta check out uh t davis's piece yeah they do they do a great job there yeah and uh it's just it's picking up speed and it's really challenging the upland team hopefully they have even more cities developed <laughs> right someone's out there i just imagine some poor ass intern with a with a sharpie trying to draw uh property lines on a map of asia like where, where do i cut this rice field no all right moving on <laughs> you really went to right <laughs> you really went to rice fields wow Hey, it was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I was factually accurate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but memoirs of the geisha, she was working in the rice patties. You know what's up. I thought we were moving on. What happened? <laughs> Sorry, he just kind of, the, the whole rice patties thing is kind of through me for a loop. Um, so... The interesting thing about Brooklyn, though, is it's 70 square miles. So that's going to be the largest city release yet. Area-wise. Area-wise. Yeah. Area-wise with property density. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I definitely see a little bit more, which doesn't necessarily change my view, but I'm less... Um, Wait, bullish is when you're like you're you're really for something, right? Correct. So what's the opposite? Sheepish? What's the opposite of bearish? Bearish. That's it. Like I I, I know I've been really bearish against New York, and I I obviously I, I still hold a lot of properties there, and I have a lot of of value there, but I do kind of like this this evolution, and I'm I'm very kind of supportive of this like East Coast West Coast 
kind of vibe thing. Now, obviously, I'm 100% team San Francisco, and you know, I, I know that a lot of the features are still coming to the San Francisco area, so that's cool. But I do like how this is evolving now into a very much like East Coast, West Coast kind of thing. Um, I think that that's going to create two very different economies and uh, user bases. And then, you know, once we expand overseas, I, I really like these kind of like mega city areas that are that will have their own, you know, primary, secondary, and tertiary. So like a premium and a mid-tier and a starter city to give like this whole like uh, like vibe. It's almost like tribes. Like I, I think about like when you when you start into a game, right? Because they said you'll be able to pick where you start. It's like, well, you know, okay, well, where are you going to start? Are you going to be Horde or Alliance, East Coast or West Coast, right? Like, oh, yeah, well, hero, go. villain. And it, it's yeah. great. Oh, yeah. And I love I love now at first they were just like, oh, yeah, you're going to start on San Francisco. Now you're joining and you get to choose where you start. And that's going to be pretty awesome in itself, too. So East Coast, West Coast, Biggie, Tupac, you know, what's up? Yeah. No, I think I, I, I like I think it's probably been more of a happy accident. I mean, obviously, uh, San Francisco and New York being um, major, major cities in the U.S. isn't that but like the whole east coast west coast how it's played out it's it's personally shocked me a little bit um and i like it i like the way that it's it's kind of going so it's pretty cool absolutely they did release some block explorers yesterday on the uh 24th of february and they were interesting to say the least but my attraction to it was they were limited to 35, and the first one sold out in under a minute. I think they all sold out under a minute. Oh, yeah. I'm mad. I missed the first one. Oh, I missed the first one. I didn't see the answers working. That kick on myself. Yeah. These things, okay. Like, aesthetically, it doesn't do it for me. I won't, I won't you know, um, whatever the, the art team too much of, like, the, the bug eyes are done. Stop doing it. Please stop doing it. That's like the duck faces on the uh, Snapchats and Instagrams. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, you now have, it is, it does kind of like give a sense of um, time in the Upland metaverse, right? So in the history of Upland, you're going to have, you have this like set of block explorers that all have these like kind of similar features. Like it's like a decade of, upland and the block explorers just had that look and feel and i think we'll see that you know evolve hopefully into some other art styles and stuff like that moving forward uh but you'll be able to see the evolution of them and i think that'll be super cool absolutely and uh i got one and three uh, my dog was whining and yeah i miss i missed number two i i looked up at like three minutes after the release Oof. i'm like they're gone yeah, they sold out in 20 seconds and 30 seconds for two and three. Yeah. Which it, is crazy. Because I was all about getting all three. I'm like, okay, they're 30, one of 35. You're going to have the Block Explorer shops opening up and businesses will open up where you'll be able to sell these things. So it's going to be a hot commodity. And it's just. So what like, would you price it at? Because I mean, okay, because I'd say these are probably some of the ones that I'm least attached to as opposed to some of the other ones. Absolutely. What would you value? What would you value these at? 
like right now after the initial sale? Yeah, like if 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 the Block Explorer shop was open today, and they said uh, you have to sell it, <laughs> whatever. Like, what would you sell it for? Or uh, conversely, you're missing one, right? You're missing number two. How much would you pay for my number two? I would pay your number two right now because I missed it. I'd probably give you one fifty two hundred for it. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I mean, yeah, I would say I was thinking I was thinking the hundred because essentially I was thinking you just double, you'd get double what you put in, or well, essentially you get what yeah. So you you bought a hundred thousand and then you get a hundred thousand for free, right? So I was thinking a hundred thousand. So yeah, hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand. I mean, you, man, thirty five is a freaking small amount, and, and that's just initial. And you see it anywhere else? I I mean. Once again, we're back on Top Shot where we told our live participants, yeah, we were not going to spend the whole episode on it, and we did, and created a special episode, then kicked off the new episode with it. But it, it, it's, it's worth talking about. It, it's like, just like that. You know, the Cool Cats, they came out. So the first set of Cool Cats in uh, Top Shot, it was a series release. They have 5000 The second one was 10000 and... They were priced at $135, you know, right around there after the packs first started to open. I'm like, there's 10,000 of these. I'm not paying 135 I ended up buying the set at around $200, $250, a cool cat that I needed for my collection. And now they're pushing six, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars $900 for a cool cat. So you definitely want to get in on the initial price. Because later yeah. on down the road, it's just going to grow and grow and grow. Well, now that you say that, technically, Cosmics only had 49. Yeah. So so that means these have less than Cosmics. And Cosmics all sell for 10000 US dollars or more. So actually, I'm going to need $10 million UPEX for it. I've changed my mind. You changed your mind. I changed my mind. I went 10 million UPEX for it. And that's why I said initially, you know, as soon as you put it on, it's always going to have the longevity. How, what, what's the next one? A hundred, 500, a thousand. I mean, what if we have a hundred thousand uplanders now and there's a 500, 500 block explorer exclusive drop, or you have the 10,000, you know, it just depends on supply, demand, value, scarcity. Man, I don't know that I want to talk about this anymore because now I, I want to want people to. I don't want to jack up the prices because I want to go buy them all when they when the black explorer comes out. <laughs> I, I, do we just shoot ourselves in the foot? I tell you what, though, no. If you listen to this podcast, you deserve to know what to price your things because that's why you listen. If you don't listen to this podcast and you put your stupid thing up for 50,000 OPEX and know that it's going to get sold immediately to one of our listeners who know it's worth more. So, yeah. Yeah. That's my, that's my spiel. And that, that's the interesting thing. You know, everybody's focused on their business and that they want to create their own block explorer, but still you can work a great deal right now. You know, the block explorer shop right now, you're going to be selling Uplanders block explorers that they're putting out, but you can work out the deals. Nobody's talked about the contracts, how those are going to look. Do you get a residual off of each resale after that? Do you have to come back to no. the store to sell it, trade the, it in? They're, they're not going to, they they're not going to track that. 
because they didn't make the the residual is to the maker. So are you saying when they actually let you make them? Yeah, I'm just talking about a, a initial. You know, Upland will take their cut, but then you get a cut as the you know you get the majority as the shop owner. And yeah, then but then the if resale. that person, so if that person buys it from your shop and then goes and sells it, say at another shop or sells it back later, uh, again you'll get um, you'll get the commission from if it's your shop that sells it, but you're not going to get additional. So if I buy it from your shop and then I'm like, dude, Mixplug shop's so much nicer. I'm going to go drop it at his shop and resell it there for two x. You won't see any commission off of that because you don't have anything to do with that transaction anymore. That's true. Uh, uh, Upland will get a cut and Mixwig would get a cut on that secondary sale. And then you'd get yours as the, the seller. And honestly, like people, they, everyone wants to make their own block explorers, but as a collector, I'm telling you the ones that are going to be worth money are the officially licensed one. Now that doesn't mean I won't pay for a bunch of cool block explorers, but it's only going to have the initial value to that person. I don't see it having the collectability of um, the officially released and limited edition ones that have been created by the Upland team. Now I can see if some people make some really cool limited edition ones, eh, maybe, but it, it, but the ones that are going to get the most attention are the ones that are mass pushed in the game. You'll get the push notifications and all that fun stuff too. So absolutely. I think your most value will be how Upland distributes their limited edition commons and all that with the block explorer. Yeah. No, I think, uh, I'd like to see him take a page from, uh, you know, some of these other ideas. Like it'd be cool that, uh, you know, you have to have a certain block explorer to maybe get into an area or I don't know, like, Oh, that's a secret uh, cafe. So I want a cafe where you have to have a Genesis ring to get in. Shout out to Dizzy with the golden Genesis <laughs> ring. Yeah. But I, yeah, I'd be like, you know, unless you own a Genesis ring, you can't get in. Like, I don't know. Like, lots of potential. I think the block. I think the block explorers are vastly undervalued. I'm pretty stoked that Mars uh, Utah, all of his sold to to new people too. Because obviously, yeah. I bought I bought the first set of uh, the custom block explorers, art block explorers. Honestly, because I thought they were really cool looking, and I just I saw the potential. And I was thinking about trying to buy all of Mars's as well, but honestly, I was like. I'll, I'll let some other people get in on it because I think it's super cool and I want to spread the love. And I was really happy to see that um, a lot of names that I had never heard of um, were buying up these these awesome NFTs. Um, and so I think that that's a really good sign for us as well. Absolutely. And Mars did a great job and was able, he's like, what am I going to buy with my earnings? Should have bought the, the term, excuse me, should have bought the terminal. Yeah. Speaking of the terminal, so Grand Central Station, yes. Um, Yeah, you're welcome. That was a great transition for you. That was a great segue. Do we want to go there or do we want to go to Brooklyn? Because they both tie into each other at at first. Do we care about Brooklyn? Let T. Davis cover that nonsense. There's a new city. It's called Brooklyn. It's mid-tier, 50-50. Go for it, whatever. 50% 50 FSA, 50% normal purchase. But that's the interesting thing. So 
the Upland team was looking, projecting that they were going to have to release Brooklyn sometime mid-March. But just how quick the sales in Clovis went and San Francisco and Fresno, they had to accelerate the movement of the release of Brooklyn. Now, with that, how are you going to get to Brooklyn from Manhattan? You know, you're not going to get it from the airport. You're not going to get it from Manhattan. So you have to find some way to transport yourself to Manhattan. Now, they could have done a lot of different ways, but this way they decided that, hey, let's let's use Grand Central Station as a train station, and then we'll port out to different train stations across Brooklyn. Pretty cool idea. Except for everything was accelerated, so now you got a landmark that's going up for sale. You had three hours of notification to it's to for a twenty five thousand dollar landmark, which I think they shortchanged themselves too at first. You know, my initial thought was like, "Well, this sucks." You know, I have a large sum from my top shots I could have transferred over, but. I can't move money that fast. Uh, you have people that were stuck in San Francisco that could have potentially bought it, but it just happened at that point in time that all the airport terminals were pretty jammed up and there were very few flights leaving San Francisco. <laughs> it Which just sounds funny, by the way, because it's a freaking game, but you're like, yeah, man, the terminals were packed. We sold out of tickets. There was a, a lineup. Somebody was taking a crap in the parking lot. Man, it was crazy. Like... Yeah, a lot of a lot of things were going on. So at first, I'm like, they gave us three hours notice that they were putting something on auction, and then they limited themselves on the reverse auction. But then once you step back and look at the big picture, is okay, they're releasing Brooklyn. You you didn't know that they were releasing Brooklyn on Monday, and but all of a sudden they had Grand Central Station up for auction, and they had it worked its way down to Friday. And now if you look at the announcements coming up on how they're releasing Brooklyn, you know, the, the train terminal owners are getting dropped in on Friday to, by the time you're listening to this, they're probably already dropped in picking up their, their terminals. Um, Lost my train there. I lost my train on the train. So then they got to get, so then they'll go to Brooklyn, but all the properties will still be locked. Right. Right. So yeah, you can take, then you can take your train to Brooklyn, but then it's locked until Monday. Yeah. Brooklyn launches Monday morning. But on Sunday, they'll reveal the Brooklyn collections within the app. Oh, really? Yeah. And oh, I didn't know that. Monday, 9 a.m., they'll release Brooklyn, but they're not releasing everything in Brooklyn. Um, so, yeah, and if you missed how to get a, a terminal, because I totally did, um, and apparently Dizzy did too, I had no idea there was an event going on to win a train terminal because I would have participated because all you had to do was either A, get a referral, or B, mint any property. Yeah. Although, Dizzy, you probably qualified because you just, you know, isn't part of your new Dizzy Deuce routine uh, mint? collect drop mint um so <laughs> that that's a t-shirt right there collect drop mint 
Yeah, it's like Jim <laughs> Tan Laundry, but for, for Hoveland. Collect Drop Mint. Uh, CDM! <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, now, I lost my train of thought. So, yeah, so there was an event that apparently no one knew about, but most people participated in because everyone's minting, and then 10 people won train terminals. It's Bedlam. I, you know, I... I you know, I, I go, okay, kudos to the Upland team for trying to keep, no pun intended, the train on the tracks. But it is kind of frustrating as a veteran who's like, come on, guys, like, I, I, can we get a little bit ahead of the curve for this? Yeah, but they'll have, a, and that's, that's the thing is the NFT space is seeing such an explosion of new users and new people coming into it. It is taking every platform by storm and there is stressing their systems. It's crashing their systems. It's making them do things that they weren't planning for months. So they have to hurry up and finish the final product, which is challenging in itself. So the Monday 9 a.m. they'll open Brooklyn for mining, but It'll be random properties. High-end collections will remain locked for various reasons. And then 9 p.m., they'll release another batch of properties to accommodate more time zones. So it's 12 and 12. I know Australia is 3 in the morning on Tuesday when we open up Brooklyn to Mint. So you got to set your alarm clocks, get to bed early Monday night just so you can get up and Mint in Brooklyn. But at least your Explorer will be there. But if all of the major collections are locked, like the the appeal to me of New York Vanilla was I could maybe accidentally mint something cool. And like I know a lot of people put in time to do research to mint something cool. But if you're telling me all the high-end collections are going to be locked, so it's not good, like then... What I mean, do I care? Well, question mark. Like, they, they didn't say if they would unlock at the release twelve hours later. It's just locked for the first one. I don't know if it's unlocked for the second one. So a lot of speculation there. Is it going to stay locked for the whole initial release, or will it be open? Interesting. And on top of that, so since Brooklyn is a uh, medium tier mid-tier city mid-tier yeah it's mid-tier yeah yeah so it's 50 percent fsa and since the gamers are always going to find a way to take advantage of the system and since that upland team has uh changed their fsa improvements i think yeah i mean and i'm sure you saw in the ucn channel like i had a lot to say about how I would do things differently, like if I was king for the day. But uh, it, the two a week, is it two a week? Yeah, two a week, which I... That, now that I think about that, now that I say that out loud, that is insane. Yeah. That's actually, I kind of, I'm, I'm like really torn. Like, do I love that or do I hate it? I, I like that they put a limit on it, but two a week? Come on. Two a day would be... Two a day feels fine. Yeah. Two a week? Fuck, it'll be sold out in a week. <laughs> like, 
But maybe it won't now. Like, because, like, because now I think, like, well, okay, so the way that the system worked kind of before is you got an FSA buyer and you kind of just, you know, tugged them around. Well, that, like, because that now changes the whole strategy because you can't really get to pro two properties a week. You ain't getting to pro doing that. Right. But it also, I hope it incentivizes the FSA players to know, hey, like, and, and I'll give you the shout out now. If you're listening and an FSA player, you need to realize now that your FSA buy is worth more than a 10% markup. Absolutely. Like, like your FSA buy is now worth at least, I'll, I'll say it out loud, at least a 2x. Like, unless it's, okay, here's what I'll say. If it's under 5,000 UPEX, it's worth at least a 2x. If it's above, like, 5, 10, like, once you start to get to, like, the bigger FSA properties, it's probably not worth a 2x markup unless it's, like, a rare collection or something, and then it's worth a crazy whatever. Uh, you know, you could probably still get, like, 20, 30% markup if it's, like, the cheapest in the area. But do not shortchange yourself because that is a crazy low amount. Absolutely. I mean, I... Yeah, two a week. That's, they... I, I think that's a knee-jerk reaction. I think it's an overreaction. Because but they're... it's interesting because the way that they say it is like you can only like so you can only put two a week up at market. But like, let's say you buy a ton and then make it to pro, you can sell as many as you want. Right. So is that the new strategy then? So is the new strategy? You have to find the FSA buyer, and this is all I'm literally just thinking out loud here, so I could be giving away all my strategy or just talking nonsense, which is probably both. The new strategy is you go find an FSA buyer, you pray that you trust them, you go, here's 80,000 UPEX, go buy me all, oh, oh, that gets sketchy quick, eh? Very sketchy. Because <laughs> then what? Then they hit pro, and then you do one of those buy everything at twenty percent. I mean, that's the thing you, you can't you you can't work with the FSA buyers like you used to. It's it's well, a no, whole... but an FSA buyer could still technically hit pro, right? Yeah. So if I give them eighty thousand, so I go here's my list of all the all the FSA properties I want. Go shopping for me. Now I can only buy. You can only list two for sale. Um, as a you can only sell. Player. You can list more than two, but you can only no, no, sell. no, 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 no. That's how they're preventing it. I think. Well, all it says is you can only sell or trade two of them per week. It, it doesn't say. It doesn't put a limitation on listing. I, I don't know. It, I thought it did. I thought there was something in somewhere someone posted. I thought. I could be wrong, though. I could be 100% wrong because I thought it was also following similar to the fiat where it was limiting the number of sales that you could post. And they were talking about the fact that uh, existing FSA buyers are going to be shocked when all of their listings were taken down, much like what happened in fiat. Well, that could be too. That's what I thought I heard um, through the grapevine, like just in, in Discord. It was a, it was all in Discord somewhere. Okay. So, um. But well, I could be wrong on that, so don't hold me to the candle. But I think the way that they were saying is that you're only going to be allowed to put up two for sale at a time to to prevent issues. But could you – now, once you hit pro, if you can put up as many as you want, 
then I think the strategy would be front load an FSA buyer with enough UPEX so that they're not pro. They buy all the FSA properties. Then you buy a second property from them that puts them into pro. And then you can, but then you have to go through the tedious exercise of buying all the other properties at 20% mint. It gets kind of sketchy and, and I'm not, I don't know. I'm not a big advocate for that kind of stuff. But, um, I, but. That, that's the interesting thing there too. It says after the first sale or trade, the property is no longer associated with the FSA. So even though you give them the ADK, they still have to sell it to you. So it's still blocked under the FSA. So it might all of a sudden become like Dapper Labs and you have to wait weeks upon weeks to get all your properties. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not going to experiment with that because I don't. <laughs> I don't want to find out the hard way. But I'm sure. I'm sure we'll find out. It's going to be very interesting to see how all the mechanics play out. And uh, you know, I trust the Upland team to make adjustments where needed. I'd be fairly shocked um, if the um, two per week stayed. Uh, I equate this uh, to Super U around when uh, Sens first came out. Yeah. Yeah. And there was like a there was a very small limit of sends. Actually, back way back in the day, well, way way back in the day, there wasn't anything as such a sends. But like when I joined back in uh, January 2019, you got three sends a day. That was it. it. That was it. You literally then had to wait and just float your ass around and hope that you got to something good. <laughs> like, yeah. So all those star patterns that you create with your block explorer wasn't an option well it's it was on your property yeah, you could do it from your own but like you weren't like it would take like when i first started it took me three weeks to get properties in like multiple different enough different areas to be able to navigate the map and then they release the sends but even then like at first it was unlimited and then they dialed it way too back to like 10 a day and yeah. now like so they are very good. Once they release a mechanic, I, I will give the Upland team uh, credit in saying that they're good at calibrating it fairly quickly. Like big changes to the mechanic, like I'm thinking treasure hunts took a little bit of time, but they're pretty quick at adjusting, you know, like some variables to, so I would, I will imagine that. I just think this is a huge knee jerk reaction and big swing the other way because you had FSA players like, flopping a hundred properties a day oh if a hundred like there was i want to go to like the number of trades isn't like the top like five people with number of trades now all just fsa flippers yeah like that sucks like i mean that's not fun i mean brett (laughs) brett hart g has been out there hustling since you know freaking day one like eric p martin Eric P. Martin's got 224 trades today. What the hell? I'm glad, um, I'm glad you Brett bought up. Sorry, tongue tied. I'm glad that you brought up Brett Hard G. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So you, you remember the episode that we did with Dirk? Sure. <laughs> you don't. Let's, <laughs> let's, 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 let's for, for the purposes of this podcast, let's pretend I do. So... So in that podcast, I remember that uh, Brett did send us a message in chat asking about the release of the collections in New York City as Brooklyn's released. And 
you said it was a stupid question and you called it you're like brett that's a dumb question or a stupid question <laughs> so i don't remember that you don't re- I, I mean i, we don't can, think I, I definitely don't remember that you did do it because i went no, back I and listened. i did i, <laughs> I, know, I, did. I do actually remember that so is it really still a stupid question there tml yeah, it's a stupid question because obviously they were going to release all the collections. Duh. No. <laughs> no, you were wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> and I thought you're. And I thought all of a sudden that Brett was Kent, and I'm like, damn, you just don't leave that guy alone. But yeah, uh, Brett Hard G is my boy. Skull and phones. What up? Like, no, no you, you can't kiss his ass and cup it right now. Cupping toys doesn't work right now. You called it. <laughs> you called his question call stupid the on the podcast. On I did call him to the carpet on that one. Full, full apology. So you can't cup and twist right now to make it better. You just got the record. Kent can still kick rocks. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Brett had a great question that day, and Brett was right that they would release the collections along with the Brooklyn Brooklyn release. So, I don't think they're, are they releasing all the collections? Yes, in Manhattan. All right. So stay the hell I out guess, of Tribeca. I guess I, I, I got to fly my ass to... You know what's really frustrating? What, what chaps my ass? Flying is, back and forth? No, as a as a freaking terminal owner, if they sell out, like if somebody goes and buys all my spots, I can't freaking fly on my own damn terminal. Well, they are upping it right now. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. If you're a terminal owner, go jack your price up. Why are the bus people making more money than us? <laughs> <laughs> you got an airplane. It's going. <laughs> your capacity is going from one hundred five to two fifty for the, your terminal on your airport. All right. Well, now I need to set my visitor fee. It was freaking twenty dollars. I thought you started the movement of pushing it to two hundred like months ago. I did, but then I, I'm nice. Set it for this property. Back to two hundred. You guys. I hope you made it to New York already. Yeah, fifteen today. I had fifteen visitors at twenty bucks a pop. You all got Coro. I don't even know any of these people. Holy crap. Oh, Mars, Utah. Shout out. Thanks for flying. TML Express. <laughs> Smith, Sonny, Casey, Shake. I don't know any of these people. They need to get on Discord. They need to listen to the podcast. Yeah. All right, cool. Now it's $20. Or it's 200 Let's see how the rest of my cohorts are. Uh, oh, all miners sold out. So I was at 20 and all miners sold out. So I'm looking, the other 200 still have some remaining. So now I have to like fly with somebody else. That's annoying. Like I can't even go to my own terminal. I have to go to somebody else's terminal. I have to pay them 30 OPEX because all my 20 OPEX ones. So I'm out. Like I've lost money. Ridiculous. Absolutely. Out of control. Dude, I swear to God, if, if they announce that there's going to be some, um, phantom san francisco properties released as well or like since property development comes out too i'm gonna lose my damn mind i'm pressing it there you go 2500 <laughs> up x i'm flying to new york <sighs> you gotta not go. for brooklyn but for i want to get some of those new york collections 
I mean, they are down to 100 locked San Francisco properties. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Well, but the Phantom ones, they they make new. They, That's true. They, they freaking just generate. Oh, my God. There was like lumbar. Oh, I was so pissed. Whatever. That was we've we've missed the opportunity to vent on that. I, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, past that. Past that. Past that. That should have been last week when uh, we had the laid back chill podcast with me and T Davis. Oh yeah, how was it? Good. We it, it it was a good podcast, but it was a little more chill. I didn't have to ramp anyone down from trying to murder people or thrashed the game or any other your antics yeah you probably got a lot less hate mail <laughs> so now i am very disappointed that you have not complained because in the podcast we did ask people to just randomly dm you stupid stuff oh really i just thought we were getting an influx of dumb people <laughs> like, what the hell we're like we said just flood, you know, TML missed it, so just flood his DMs with stupid stuff and stupid questions. He really enjoys it, so. Mm. I think I think long-term listeners know that that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, that seems ill-advised advice. Well, some of them do know it's a bad idea, but still thought it was pretty funny, so. Yeah, it's true. Oh boy! All right, so I'm on my way to New York. Well, I guess I'll have to get some of that collection. Yeah. So, I mean, do your research now. Manhattan do, releases yeah, on course. Monday, and you know everybody's going for the top properties. You know everybody's going for the most famous properties. Oh man, I think I got a couple that I got to go corner the market on too. Now, as I think about it, um. But there's a lot of great things going on in Brooklyn. You're going to have a couple of landmarks there. Uh, it's going to be a great release. They changed the FSA to it. Uh, Clovis is about to sell out. Fresno is about to sell out. San Francisco, you still have about uh, 43,000 properties left for sale there. Um, That's not a lot. Wait, no. Yeah. What's that, 20%? So it's 80% sold out then you're about i'd say 70 percent. you know because or no yeah, because there's, there's a, like two hundred and twenty thousand properties how many properties are there there was 150 150, 150 so yeah all right now that's fair yeah it's like 148,000 149,000 it's close enough to 150 so you're under 33 percent and you're a little greater than 25 percent so we're yeah, not gotcha. we're not math experts here, um, but very excited is uh, a lot of stuff going on in the NFT community. We're seeing it in Top Shot. We're seeing an influx of new users on Upland in the seven day and the monthly, and it's crazy pushing, monthly numbers pushing the Upland team to re- release more and more. Probably scrambling to pick the next cities, get the data, and start creating those too because. It, it, they might end up they might end up challenged like top shot you know where all of a sudden you have a hundred thousand people waiting for five thousand properties that property development is going to be the key absolutely because at that point you only need a couple of properties like if i can if i had just a couple of properties to decorate to build houses to then go buy decor for my houses and put up 
like stuff. I have little incremental things I can do. I'm not as fussed at trying to buy up 10,000 properties. Right. So I don't know. I think that that's, that's the big thing. We need more, we need more content. There needs to be more content than just buying houses, buying yeah. properties, not even houses. There needs to be more content than just buying properties. And we do have, uh, we do have beta businesses coming out here shortly and block on chain just, uh, Oh, actually that was a while ago. I'm just kind of slow on it. And there were 633 qualified entries and 10 winners. And there is a link to the YouTube to check out who won train stations. So nice. Ryan 600 live listeners says they need to have the next 10 cities ready. Ryan 600. I am with you 100%. They need to have that on the ready. Absolutely. I am in the greens. So, as always, theme song done by Mars Utah. DailyUplander.com has provided the data. Upex, Upex.world has provided additional data to the podcast. Make sure you're subscribing, rating, reviewing, sharing, and following us on Twitter. So, you can only give us a review on Apple. A lot of you guys do listen to us on your Apple devices. So, I know you're out there. I don't see the reviews. So please hook us up. Really appreciate it. And uh, I know myself and TML are both working on social tokens for both of us that we want to release on the podcast, which will be very fun and interesting. And it will help if you guys do subscribe, rate, review, share, and follow us on Twitter. Very beneficial. Um, We do want to thank our, our, Wonderful team that always helps us out each and every week putting stuff together. Thanking TML for always joining us and providing his energy and insight, which always makes the show exciting. What else do you have for our listeners this week, TML? Last thing, big contest live on the fan server. Emoji creation. Um, get in on it. I got over 150,000 UPEX I'll be giving away um, in, uh, let's see, a week and a half. March 6th. Um, no, March 7th. I think it's my mom's birthday. One of those days. She's Her birthday's around there. I should probably call her. Anyway, sorry, sidetracked. Emoji contest, animated, static. Go check it out. It's on the fan server. Over 150,000 OPEX and prizes. We have uh, multiple mini uh, contests going on. Uh, one was for Fresno Burners. We got a couple submissions for that that have some bonus. And uh, the Dizzy Deuce. There's a 20,000 OPEX uh, bonus for uh, best Dizzy Deuce emoji. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Go check it out. If you listen to this podcast in the future, after this contest is over, still feel free to make emojis for the fan server and post them. I'm always looking for good emojis, and I will definitely reward UpX uh, to creative and fun uh, emojis that we can use. So that's my big shout-out. You don't want to talk about the premium access on the fan server? Um. Yeah, we could. Uh, yeah, no, I should, I should. So there has been a, a slight redesign on the premium uh, access on the fan server. That's actually we definitely should talk about it because so uh, Upex World is uh, kind of like the official data site of the fan server. The, uh, Hacker has put together several bots. Uh, which are featured in premium channels. These bots show peer-to-peer sales, minting sales, um, prices, 
of uh, newly put on the market uh, properties, both above mint and then the the really hot one is below mint. So if people are trying to sell either at mint or below mint to say liquidate or you catch somebody doing something shady, uh, which happens, then that's your inside track. The new uh, subscription is fan, big fan, biggest fan. There's a Patreon site. It's $5, 10 and $15 respectively. Each one gets you more access. The $10 one gets you access to both the below mint um, listings and the expired visa listing. So as you've heard, Clovis is going to be sold out. Fresno is going to be sold out. But a lot of those properties are going to be held by visitors. As those visitors' visas expire, um, we have a bot that posts in Discord what those properties are. So that way uh, you can get that information as soon as it's available and go get it. There's also fun things like uh, treasure trackers and uh, just a premium chat channel as well where it's a sm- much smaller than the larger um, full Discord uh, lots of the very active members have uh, really cool conversations there. Uh, get kind of the insider track to what's happening. So please check out the Patreon, subscribe. 100% of the money um, right now is going to funding UpX World, to keeping the fan server active, um, funding prizes and, and helping pay um, you know, Hacker and the other developers who are helping with stuff. Or if, if you don't do that, but you have a Discord Nitro, feel free to throw the server a boost and you'll get most of the channels. You won't get some of the higher premium channels, but you'll get most of the access and it is all appreciated. And I, you know, really from the bottom of my heart, appreciate everyone that listens to this and who has supported all of our crazy things that we're doing uh, with the community. So much love. Absolutely. Thank you. Make sure you definitely check that out. And uh, yes, let's get some good dizzy deuce. Are you a subscriber? too stupid you just started it today i've been at work that's not true (laughs) that patreon has been up for a minute really yeah it actually has okay i just saw it today Um. (laughs) hey but that's good insight like i obviously haven't been doing a good job of letting people know and again hacker and and there's a couple other developers behind the scenes but it's it's really mostly hacker has put in a ton of blood sweat and tears um getting up x world and the data and creating these bots and our goal is to make all of this data public. There's a lot of people that go, oh, well, you know, this is only for the insider people. You have to know how to do blockchain. You have to have all this inside stuff. Our goal is to make it accessible to the masses. Unfortunately, it's not free. <laughs> like, I, And we'll have actually a preview weekend coming up where it will be free. Um, and we'll do that maybe once a month or once every couple months where uh, it'll be to the whole server. And that's the thing yeah. that our yeah. listeners do need to understand is opex.world is not hosted on like Amazon or any of these other parties. Hacker has his own server that is dedicated to this. Yeah, like in his house. Like he runs it in his house. <laughs> Like he bought a server, he's running it in his house. Like he's he's developed the code from the ground up. Like there's some people doing some amazing stuff. It's a so lot. you have the equipment, you got the network, you got the security, you got a lot of stuff going on along with the time spent, the hours spent developing it. So it is a good cause, and it, we do have to reward these people that are actually putting in the work. Yeah. So again, it is it's very much appreciated. Um, you know, if everyone gives a little bit, it really goes a long way and we are going to continue to improve, 
um, the availability of the content. And again, we want to get this out um, to as many people as soon as possible. Um, and we try to make as much of it as free as possible. There are some, some things that, again, we, we hope <laughs> that it shows value. So any, and if you have feedback on the site or what we, uh, you know, anything, please let us know. Um, you know, we really, we genuinely do this for the community. So, yeah. and, uh, we'll be coming to you guys early next week with, uh, T Davis and BDAG with their updates on the details of New York and, uh, Clovis and Fresno because they're, and we do appreciate the feedback that we get on that. So continue to do that. Make sure if you're interested in NBA top shot, you get on the upland server for that. And, uh, not the sketchy one. Not the not sketchy the TS one. TS bets. Don't do TS. Whatever those. There's a sketchy. Don't do that. Yes, it's TS bets is it's sketchy. And now it's going to be interesting. Now that there's thirty thousand new moments of series two commons out there, how well their their schemes are going to work. I doubt it. And they just tried transitioning to a premium server, which is sketchy. Not like what we're doing here with the premium fan server. No, no, we're actually creating content and uh, one of a kind bots. And uh, you see the the verification bot, which is running, which is super cool, um, was created um, by Tendies uh, with the help of Hacker. Like we're we're gonna you know start automating a lot of things and, and making it you know some really cool interactions. So I'm excited. I, I think it's gonna you know we will have. So a lot of really good premium features and hopefully we can bring most of those to the masses. But in order to do that, we really, your support is valued. Um, so yeah. absolutely. everybody have a safe week. We'll talk to you soon. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuck.